Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Now, I am really looking forward to today's guest. I have Laura Schoenfeld here to talk all about why and how to create a proprietary process for your nutrition clients. So let me tell you a little bit about Laura. She is a registered dietitian, women's health expert, and business coach for integrative and functional dietitians and nutritionists. Her mission is to educate women on how to nourish their bodies, minds, and spirits and help nutrition professionals grow and scale a successful business. A specialist trained in functional medical nutrition therapy, she has helped hundreds of women optimize their hormone and gut health while allowing for flexibility in their diet and lifestyle choices. Drawing on her background as a teaching assistant and mentor for the Cresser Institute's ADAPT Functional Practitioner Program, Laura has coached dozens of dietitians and nutritionists on how to grow their business for financial success. She has contributed to Prevention Magazine, Reader's Digest, Mind Body Green, and Experience Life Magazine, and has been featured on the Listen to Your Body podcast, Fertility Friday, Ben Greenfield Fitness, the Paleo Solution podcast, and the Food Heaven podcast. So thank you so much for being here, Laura. Well, thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely the person to talk to when it comes to um, creating a process for your nutrition clients. It sounds like you have created a very successful nutrition business on your own and now have gone on to help others create theirs. So let's just get started with you telling us a little bit about how you got into nutrition and like what led you here down the path of where you are today. Yes. Well, it is probably a good (laughs) 10-year journey, so I'm going to condense it into just a couple of minutes. But I was really introduced to nutrition when I was in high school. I was an athlete. I played volleyball and lacrosse. And I kind of hit this age in my like mid-teens where my body started to change and I wanted to figure out how to use food and exercise to um, be more athletic and quite frankly, to look a certain way. So I really got exposed to a lot of early nutrition information in like maybe like early 2000s. And I graduated high school in 2005. So it would have been like 2003 or something was when I first started looking at this stuff. So it was a good 17 years ago. Um, And back then, a lot of the stuff that I was learning about was like Atkins diet and all of the things that were really focused on um, weight loss and appearance-based nutrition guidelines. But I was also being an athlete. I had to think about how to fuel myself to be able to play the sports that I was playing and to be able to perform my best. So when I went to college, the first year in college, I was on the volleyball team and um, we had a really pretty good quality cafeteria. So I was eating good quality food there and I suddenly, well, I shouldn't say suddenly, but probably within the first semester at college, I lost about 15 to 20 pounds total. Um, 
And it was actually, no, I think it was more like 30 pounds. Now that I think about it, I think it was about 30 pounds that year, the freshman year, which obviously most people have like the freshman 15. I ended up having the freshman like negative 30 because I was (laughs) super, super active and eating really well. And that was really what catapulted more of my interest in nutrition and fitness and how you could maximize the way that you were eating and the way that you were exercising to be as healthy as possible. And like I said, to look the way I wanted to look. So that was my foray into nutrition when I was younger. Um, I spent a year in Australia after college and was exposed to more of like the paleo ancestral health way of eating when I was in um, living on a beach outside of Sydney. And that further spurred my interest in different like approaches to nutrition. Um, And then in 2011 was when I started graduate school at UNC Chapel Hill. So I got a master's degree in public health and my registered dietitian degree. Um, And so a lot of my interest in nutrition did originally come from the desire to control and manipulate my body. And to um, a lot of times, I hate to say it this way because it was like young and dumb back in my early 20s, but basically just wanted to earn my self-worth based on the way that I looked and the way that I was eating. And I had a lot of, uh, you know, superiority that came from eating this, this way that I was, um, eating when I was in my early twenties. So fast forward to late twenties, I learned a lot about, um, identity and self-image and, you know, just completely transformed the way that I thought about myself and the way that I thought about health and nutrition and the the value of eating well and taking care of your body. And that really was um, something that I got super passionate about with my clients where I was helping them learn how to use functional and integrative nutrition techniques in a way that was beneficial for their body and didn't come from this disordered or orthorexic mindset. That was something that really plagued me when I was in my early 20s. So up until last year, that was my main focus. And then last year, for fun, because I was getting, I don't want to say I was getting bored, but I was getting a little bored. I wanted to challenge myself. So I decided to start mentoring other dietitians to help them grow their business because I had already been in business for six years and was successful and wanted to help others do the same thing. And then this year when COVID hit was when I really took the leap and went full-time in the nutrition coach, or I'm sorry, the um, business coaching side of my business. So I know that was like a nutshell version of 10 years of history, but basically um, just the work that I've done in my own nutrition business since I started my business in 2014 has led me to a place today where I now am able to help other nutritionists, especially those that are trained in integrative and functional medical nutrition therapy and um, more of like a holistic mindset, being able to help them create programs and services that help really get great results for their clients is something that I'm super excited about. So um, happy to go into any more detail that you'd like, but that is kind of my personal journey to where I am today. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And that was just wonderful to hear kind of how it all came together and led to where you are now. And I totally echo and agree everything that you said about, um, you know, going into nutrition for more of, you know, that orthorexic mindset or controlling your body. I think so many of us do. So you're not alone there. Um, and then really understanding more about like, um, 
supporting your body from a deeper nourishing level. So that's really nice to hear from you as well. Um, I would love to go more in depth into talking about this proprietary process that you teach because um, I know when a lot of people come out of school, they just start working with anyone, anywhere, you know, with anything. And there's really no rhyme or um, rhythm to what they're doing. They're just like, I'm just going to start working with a client. So they're not really maybe thinking about the processes that they're putting into place to, like you said, get your clients results. Mm -hmm. Um, So why don't we just talk about that? I know you have a six-step process for um, how to build a proprietary process. So why don't we just start with talking about, you know, why would you do this and then how to do one? Yes. Well, I love that you brought up the fact that so many people who want to start a nutrition business just start with this mindset of, I'm going to help everybody with everything. And it's, I feel like it's a symptom of the way that we're educated in the nutrition field, especially dietitians. I can't speak for other um, nutrition educational pathways, but as dietitians, we get taught how to help everybody with everything, literally. I mean, it's basically like from heart disease to diabetes to pregnancy to child, you know, um, growth and development, all of that stuff is stuff that we get exposed to in our education. So it kind of goes against the way that we were taught to get really focused on a specific problem that we want to help people solve. Unfortunately, however, when we're growing a business, if we try to go in with the mindset that we are just going to help everybody with everything, we end up not really helping anyone with anything very effectively. And I can say that from personal experience. When I first started my business, I really had that mindset where I was like, I'm just going to help like whoever comes my way. Um, to be fair, I was fortunate that I already had a list of people that were interested in working with me because of my connection with um, somebody named Chris Cresser, who some of your listeners may know. But it was kind of a fluke that I was able to start my business without really having a clear problem that I was solving. And we're at a place in the nutrition field today where the market is saturated. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, there's like, you know, tons of space. There's like nobody working with nutrition online, right? Like seven years later, stuff that was novel when I was working on it in 2014 is no longer novel. It's something that there's a lot of people doing. So because the market has gotten more saturated and more sophisticated, as business owners, we also have to level up our sophistication in our marketing, our messaging, and the type of business that we create. And part of creating a more sophisticated business is to have a specific process that you take clients through to solve a specific problem. Um, And I just want to tell the audience a little bit about why they would want to create a process because from my perspective, it's easy for me to just tell you like how to do it. But if you don't really get why you would want to do it, then it can sometimes get in the way of you actually taking action. So there's a couple different reasons why somebody who wants to either start or grow their nutrition business would want to create um, a proprietary process. The most important reason, and this is something that I've found in the work that I've done both in my nutrition business as well as my business coaching business, is that it actually helps you get better results for clients. And ultimately, that's the biggest concern I have when I'm helping somebody start or grow a nutrition business is I want to make sure that they're actually helping their clients get the best results possible. And having a process that you take clients through makes that so much easier for you to be able to get those results for your clients and to be able to um, do it more quickly, more easily, and more effectively than if you were to not have that process. 
Also, having a process will allow you to create more support tools that are actually effective for solving the particular problem that you've chosen to solve. I think sometimes, and I've listened, anything that I talk about as examples, it's probably because I've done it before. Mm -hmm. So if I'm sharing something that's like, oh, like sometimes we do this, don't take it personally because like I said, most of it comes from my own personal experience. But I remember when I first started taking nutrition clients, I would just brain dump this like massive list of like nutrition guidelines, exercise guidelines, supplement guidelines, everything in this like giant PDF document and then give them this like 20 page <laughs> workbook of all this like general nutrition information that I wanted to share with them. And now looking back at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's a miracle that any of my clients got any results when I was working with them in the beginning because it was literally just this like hodgepodge of like fire hosing of information on people. I didn't have a process when I was first starting out and it just was every single time I was working with someone, it was reinventing the wheel. So by having a process, it allows us to create more effective coaching and support tools. So maybe it's worksheets, maybe it's videos. Um, and it also helps us release content and release information and guidelines to our clients in an effective way so that they can actually take action on what we're teaching them. So when it comes to serving our clients, having a process makes a world of difference. And like I said, even with my business coaching services, I this year really got much more clear about my own process that I take my clients through. And it's made both my group programs and my one-on-one programs so much more effective and so much easier for me to help people work through. And then beyond being able to serve our clients better, having a proprietary process actually makes a huge impact on your marketing and the way that you're attracting um, ideal clients into your business. When you have a process that you can draw from, that's going to affect your social media content. It's going to affect your email marketing content. If you have like a newsletter that you do, if you have a free opt-in, like a freebie that you have on your website that people can download in exchange for their email, that will get informed by the process that you've created. It allows you to talk about your process on, like if you do a discovery call, any sort of sales conversation that you're having with a potential new client, you can really easily explain your process to them on that call. And it is a lot easier for them to say yes to working with you when they know what they're going to be getting. So in general, you can have your free and more like marketing publicity content get informed by your process. And then you can also, when you're having those conversations with potential clients, talk about it and make it easier for them to understand what they're signing up for. And then finally, from a business perspective, having a process allows you to transition from one-to-one to one-to-many. So if you are just getting started, a lot of times you haven't hit this burnout place yet, and you're probably super excited to get one-to-one, and that's great. Like I think you should spend at least several months, if not like a couple of years, really focused on getting those one-on-one clients, getting really great at serving them and getting great results for them. And then if you want to transition to a one-to-many type of business, having that process that you have tweaked and refined and perfected with the work you've done with your one-on-one can then allow you to scale your business so you can make more money and not have to be selling your time for dollars. So those are just some of the best reasons to create a process and to have a process that you have um, to work from in your business so that you can get better results for your clients, that you can attract the right clients to your business in the first place, help them say yes to your services, and then eventually transition to one to many when you're ready to take that leap. Um, Any questions about that or anything you want me to expand on as far as the why is concerned? 
I think that you did a really good job explaining it. I think there was many points in there that drive home, you know, exactly why we can't just um, throw spaghetti at the wall, for lack of a better word. We really need to be thoughtful about how we're going to approach um, working with our clients. Because like you said, it's not just, you know, um, for the short term, okay, I'm just going to give them all these recommendations and send them on their way. We really want to create processes that give us more, you know, purpose in our business and give us direction. And then, like you said, can lead us down the path of group programs or online programs. So it's setting up that business foundation for success in the long run. That's going to also inform um, the short term as well. So no, I think you explained that perfectly. Um, I'm just really excited to learn these uh, sec. Uh, I'm really excited to learn these six steps uh, to help build that proprietary process because I think everybody's probably thinking right now, okay, this is great, but what do I actually do? Yes. Well, like I said, I wanted to make sure people understood why they would want to bother doing this because there's so many different things you can do in your business, so many different ways you can spend your energy and your time. And to go and build this process and to really spend the amount of time necessary to make it great it can feel a little bit like, you know, I'd rather like mess around on Canva or I'd rather <laughs> like, you know, plan my Instagram for the next month. And so my feeling about this work is that yes, it's challenging and it takes effort and it takes time and energy. And, um, you know, when I lead my, my clients through this process, I have a program called the Nutrition Business Accelerator where we go into a ton of detail on doing this and then we help with implementation a lot of times it sounds a lot easier said than done. Like when I teach it and then when we go to implement it, I do see that there is a lot of challenge that comes up in the actual implementation. Um, and what I always tell my students is that the fact that they're willing to put the work in to create this process is automatically going to set them apart from other business owners who have not done this work. So I wanted to just set up the expectation that, you know, we're going to talk about the six steps. I'm going to keep this to like 10 to 15 minutes. Normally I teach this topic in about minimum two hours and I actually have a two-day workshop that I've run on this. So I just want to give that um, that caveat that we're going to review these steps. But if it's like, okay, I get it somewhat, but I don't know exactly every single thing that I'm going to need to do, just, just know that there's a lot deeper that we could go um, if that's something your audience is interested in. But like I said, I want to give you the basic six Ps of process so that when you are creating your own pro uh, proprietary process for your business, that you can walk through these six steps and make sure that you're covering all six. So um, I would recommend if people are listening, if they want to pause and grab something to write a note down with, because this is something that I'm going to move fast. I'm a fast talker. Um, but if they can at least write these six Ps down, so that way when they are working on their own process, they can make sure they've checked off each of these six. It'll help make sure that they're really um, getting everything done that they need to do. Okay. So now before I start, I want to make sure I give credit where credit is due. Um, these six Ps were designed by my coach, Mel Abraham. If people are not familiar with Mel, he's amazing. He's like multi-talented. Like he's one of my favorite mentors that I've ever worked with. And um, I worked with him when I was setting up my Nutrition Business Accelerator program. And when it came to figuring out how to teach process development, he um, graciously shared this framework with me. So I just want to make sure that I do give him credit. So that way, um, if you guys are interested in learning more, um, Mel's a great resource for a lot of different topics. 
So the six P's of process, I'm going to go, I'll read them all out and then we'll go over each one of them. So number one is problem. Number two is possibility. Number three is principles. Number four is process. Number five is practice. And number six is perspective. So those are the six in order. And then, like I said, I want to go through each one of them to just explain a little bit about what they are and how to make sure that you've covered them um, in the process that you're creating. Perfect. So you'll want to start with a problem. And I'm going to assume that your listeners have already picked their niche. If you don't know what the word niche means, um, it's basically just the specific audience that you're serving a specific problem for. And it's something that all businesses need. I will say from personal experience, I really fought this for a long time, but my business has massively improved from a financial perspective after picking my niche. So I definitely want to encourage you guys, if you haven't picked a niche yet, make sure you do that. Stephanie, I don't know if you have any content on niche picking. There there is a bit that I can add into the show notes if anybody wants to kind of fast track the niche uh, clarity. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure that was clear because if somebody doesn't have a niche, this entire process isn't going to work. But once you do have your niche established, when you create your process, you want to be thinking about what specific problem that you're going to solve with this process. Now, this is going to relate to your niche. And so it's got to be a specific problem that your ideal client wants solved. It can't just be something that you want to teach. That's a big mistake that I see a lot of nutrition business owners making is that they think, oh, I want to create this program or service. What do I want to talk about? What do I find interesting? And what do I want to create? And unfortunately, from a business perspective, we can't just be thinking about what we want to create. We really have to be thinking about our ideal client and what problem they want solved and really get crystal clear about that before we make the decision to go ahead and create a process. Because I will say, having built a lot of programs in my history, the ones that had a very clear problem that I was solving for a very clear audience that they were willing to pay for it and they were interested in it, those programs and services sold way easier than the ones that were more focused on the things that I wanted to teach but didn't really solve a specific problem. So if you take nothing else away from this conversation today, definitely remember that you have to pick a problem that your ideal client wants solved and is willing to pay to get solved. So that's where we're going to start. And we can get more clarity on that problem where we cover whether it's internal, external, and start to get some language around um, what specific symptoms are there, how do they feel about that health challenge. All of those things are ways that we can get more detailed. But again, the most important thing is that it's a problem that your ideal client wants solved. So that's step one is to identify that problem. Step two is kind of connected with step one. It's basically the opposite, and that's to identify the possibility. So basically, We want to think about what are the results that are possible for our client or customer when they solve that problem that we picked. Now, it's not a guarantee of results. We never guarantee anything as far as results are concerned in our nutrition business because we can't force the person to do what we're wanting them to do. We can't control their biology. So when we think about the possibility of results, it can be really easy to get stressed about, oh my gosh, well, what if that doesn't happen? Or what if they only get like 60% of the results that I'm promising? I just want people to get that out of their head and not worry about it right now. Just start thinking about what would be the ideal results that could be possible from that process that you're going to create. 
And just like the problem, we want to make sure we're thinking about both external and internal results. So what are the goals that they have? How do they feel about achieving those goals? All of the same things that we covered in figuring out what problem we are going to solve. So the problem and the possibility, they're kind of like two sides of one coin. Um, The problem comes first, but once you know what problem you're solving, then you can get more clear about what are the results and the possibilities that can come when that problem is solved. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with everything. Okay, cool. So then once we've identified the problem and the possibility, then we're going to move on to the principles. And ironically, the principles is usually the one section of this process that most people that I work with don't struggle with whatsoever. And in fact, the main struggle that they have if they do struggle is that they put too much information into this section. So the principles are really where you're going over more of the information, more of the evidence, the research, the stuff that if you were going to teach a college class that you would be talking about. Now, we're not teaching a college class when we're working with our clients. In most cases, we're not working with people who are educated in nutrition or science. And so we really do need to keep these principles as simple as possible. And we need to be selective about what we teach and how deep we go. Because depending on our ideal client, some people don't really want to be inundated with a bunch of like research and studies and, you know, PubMed articles and all of this stuff. Maybe they just want to be told what to do and they're, they want to go do it. If you have an audience that really likes having the information, there are ways to share that information with them. But we still want to be careful that we're not just fire hosing them with a bunch of information that, again, it's relevant to the problem that we're solving, but it's not necessarily something that somebody needs to know to be successful. We always want to be thinking about what is the absolute necessity of information that my client needs to know to understand why they're going to do what we're doing, why they're going to take the actions that they're going to take, and how that process has been developed from evidence and from information. Um, But like I said, most of my clients honestly tend to overdo this section. They're like, oh, I can spout out all the biochemistry information and physiology and like research and all of the stuff that they've done so much work on to understand. And that's great. But again, if it's getting, if you're getting like a glazed overlook in your client's eyes when you're talking about it, then it's probably not actually helping them get the result that you're going to help them get. So, and this, this especially comes into play with group programs. Um, I always encourage my clients to make sure they're not just like spending 45 minutes covering the biochemistry of like blood sugar or something like that in their program, that they're really keeping it as simple as possible so that the person who's listening understands the basics so that when they're going to actually apply what they're learning, that they understand um, how it all works together in our bodies. Um, So I don't know if you have talked with uh, your listeners at all about like how deep to go when they're creating content or they're creating educational resources, anything like that. But it is something that I see a lot. And I think it's just because we get, we, we always think that like, oh, if I can just give a bunch of information That'll show that I know what I'm talking about, but unfortunately, it can end up doing more harm than good if we overload our clients with information. Yeah, 100%. And then I think just like you mentioned earlier, we're kind of trying to meet them where we're at and not where they're at. And then that's that big difference where we lose them because they're like, I'm not really getting this or they don't know how to implement what you're teaching. So I think, like you said, go as deep as you need to so they know why they're going to do it, but then give them the actions to take to actually take the steps. 
Yes, exactly. And so that's where we get into the fourth P, which is the process. And this is really where our secret sauce comes into play because the beginning part, we're kind of more thinking about our client and what they need and what they want and what results that they want to get and what problem they want solved and the information that they need to know about that problem. But this is where we start to get into the how-to. And we answer the question, how do we help our clients solve the problem that we've picked? And what are those exact steps that a person must take to solve that problem most effectively? And this is going to really be different depending on the different person. There's lots of different types of things that you can talk about as a nutrition business owner. Obviously, diet is one of the most common pieces that we're going to cover. Most of my clients at least talk about diet a little bit, if not predominantly in the programs and services that they offer. But there's so many different things that those of us who are nutritionists can offer to our clients that are not diet-related that can also come into play in any sort of process that we create. So we can certainly talk about um, lifestyle habits. We could talk about supplements if that's something that we're trained in. If we've learned how to interpret lab results, that could be a part of our process. Um, you know, mindset work. I have a client who's been trained in hypnotherapy. And so like self-hypnosis was part of her process. So there's so many different things that we can incorporate into that process that could be of value to our ideal client. Um, That doesn't mean you have to include every single little thing that you've ever learned about in the history of your education. Just like the principles piece, we want to really narrow down what we think is the most crucial steps that our ideal our ideal client needs to take to be successful. People have limited attention spans. They're not going to be able to implement a hundred different things to solve the problem, but we do at least want to think through what are the different ways that we could create a process? What are the different um, steps or the different approaches that can benefit someone when it comes to getting the result that we've identified. So usually I recommend my clients to do a brain dump of all the different things that they could offer to help that client get to that end result and then do a pretty solid editing process to get it down to the things that are the most important and the things that, um, are really going to be the biggest influences on the actual results that the client wants to get. Um, Ideally, keeping it less than seven total categories of content is ideal. Um, I usually teach about three to seven total steps. And, you know, a step could be diet, a step could be exercise, but we don't want it to be the situation where it takes somebody like two years to get through all the different steps that you've taught because um, people want to get results quickly. And so it's our job as the as the practitioner, as the nutritionist to figure out what are those biggest bang for your buck steps that you can get somebody to take to really get them moving towards the goal that they have. So that's that's the process piece. And like I said, this is really where your unique flavor comes into play, your unique perspective, your unique experience, the different things that you've been educated about, different certifications that you have, this is where that can all come into play. And then the fifth step is practice. And this, I feel like, is kind of an underappreciated step because if you can create some really awesome tools that can help a person implement that process that you came up with, This is what can actually build a ton of value into your program. 
As an example, in my Nutrition Business Accelerator program, I have a whole worksheet that actually walks people through each of the steps of the six Ps and helps them do effective brainstorming so that they can create an effective process that will work for their clients and keeps it simple and keeps it keeps it organized in a way that it's easy to talk about, it's easy to lead people through, and it's something that can really be the foundation of their entire business. So having those tools can actually be something that makes it way easier for your client to implement what you're teaching them. It can make it something where, you know, something that might have taken them a week to figure out could take them an hour if there are certain things like meal plans or cheat sheets or tools or templates, things that you can provide to your client as part of your process to actually help them take that step more effectively. That's going to be the difference between a process that makes sense on paper and like looks nice, but isn't as effective as one that when you actually walk your client through it and provide those tools, that they're actually going to take that action because you've made it as easy as possible. And by taking that action, that's where they're going to get the results. So again, there's lots of different tools that you can create. It really just depends on the category of content that you're covering, but you can do um, shopping lists, meal plans, um, an exercise plan. If you're someone who is a trainer, you could have specific supplement guidelines. You could have like journaling questions. There's a lot of different types of tools that you could include in your process that allows your client to take those actions more effectively and to get the results even faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I absolutely love that you're talking about like intentional worksheets or intentional handouts, whatever they are, because I know so many of us sit behind the scenes creating these handouts we think that our clients are going to want and they're, you know, pages and pages long, but are they really useful? You know, right. what is this really going to help them do? Yeah. So, you know, creating... um handouts or workbooks that are intentional that are going to move them, you know, to that finish line, I think that's going to make all the difference. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I totally agree with you. I think, and I've done this before where you're just like, I want to give them all of this content because I want my service to be valuable. But the fact is people don't just want homework, right? Like they're not paying you to have like a hundred page workbook to like write journal entries, like for, you know, the entire year about different things. they They're coming to you because they want results. And so any tool that you include needs to be thoughtfully produced and related to the overall process that you're taking them through. And it should make their lives easier. It should make them getting those results easier than it would be if that tool was not provided. So I think that's a great point. And and I think a lot of times people just throw in a bunch of stuff because they're like, oh, if I give them more things, they'll see why they paid premium pricing for this service. But the thing that I always talk about with my clients is that if you have this like six month, hundred worksheet program that helps get the result, or you have a pill that somebody could take and just swallow it and you get the same exact result, which one do you think people would pay more for? And pretty much everybody would argue that I would rather take the pill if that was an option. So we want things to be easier and more simple and a lot of the work that goes into creating a really great process is actually editing down the stuff that you've come up with into something that is the, I call it the minimum viable product. It's like, what's the least amount of stuff that I can provide? What's the least amount of action that that client can take to get that problem solved and to get that result that I 
offered to them when we started working together. So it's a little bit of a different way of thinking because I think um, people tend to think more is more, but honestly, more can actually be less if it's just stuff that you're just dumping on people without any sort of thought about how it all works together in that overall process. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. And yeah, people don't have a lot of time at the end of the day, even though we might think, like you said, we want to give them more value and more things. It's like, are they going to go through it? And will that actually end up overwhelming them and then make them take no action? I think a lot mm-hmm. of the time that's and that's what ends up happening. Definitely. Hey there, I hope you're getting so much value from this episode. So I wanted to take a quick pause to tell you about the Next Level Nutrition Biz Collective and share a special offer just for podcast listeners like you. If you're trying to get momentum with your nutrition business or need some support figuring out your next steps or brainstorming ideas, this monthly membership is for you. Inside, you'll get monthly in-depth marketing, sales, and business trainings and Q&A sessions to help you grow your nutrition business, as well as a supportive community where you can ask questions and exchange ideas. If you want to learn more or join us in the Next Level Nutrition Biz Collective, head on over to www.stephanielong.ca slash membership and be sure to use the code podcast in the checkout to get your first month for only $7. See you inside. So the final P of the six P's is perspective. And a lot of times this is something that if you're working with one-on-one clients, you don't necessarily have to think about this ahead of time because a lot of one-on-one clients will ask you questions and you'll be able to customize things for them. But if you're noticing that there's a pretty typical, like, what if, or, oh, well, I tried this, it didn't work, or how do I adjust this to me? Or, you know, the different types of things that can come up when you're taking someone through a process, because at the end of the day, we're all unique, right? Like, even if a process works for 90% of the people that you work with, there's going to be 10% of those people that need some adjustment or need some, you know, different approaches that maybe would take them on a different path. So this perspective piece is something that, again, you can wait to see what kind of questions come up with clients if you're new to working with one-on-one. And then if you start to see a pattern of questions that come up, you can kind of nip them in the bud ahead of time, either by telling your client what to expect or kind of building it into the program where you're saying, okay, we're going to try this first. And if this doesn't work, we'll take this step instead. So that way, the client will just have better buy-in if they know that you've already thought through some of the challenges and roadblocks that might come up. So this is something that will come over time. The more you work with people, the more information you'll get from those clients about what they have questions about or what they get stuck on. And you can build that back into your process to make sure that you're covering it in the future. When you have a group program, it's something that you may want to think through to actually include some of those what next or what if steps in your group program. You can base that off of questions you typically you typically get with your one-on-one. Or if you are wanting to see what kind of questions come up in the group, then I would suggest at least the first time that you run a group program to offer some kind of Q&A sessions to the group. So that way you can make sure if anything's coming up that you didn't cover or wasn't effectively described or, or, you know, that there's some roadblock that's coming up that you didn't anticipate that you can use those Q and A sessions as a way to inform tweaks and adjustments you could make to that group program. So the perspective piece, a lot of times is really just those questions that come up, um, leaving that space for an, for your client to ask those questions is plenty And then if you do want to create a group program, then making sure that you're giving the opportunity to ask questions 
or using what you've learned from one-on-one to build in some content around those common questions that come up. So that that's kind of like the little wrap-up step for the six Ps of process. So just to review, we have the problem that you start with. We have the possibility or the results that somebody could get after they solve that problem. You have the principles, which is essentially the the information or the like education that you want to share with the client so that they understand the problem and they understand the process that they're going to go through. You have the process itself where you get into the nitty gritty details of the steps and the exact like do this first, do this next, all of the, the detailed information that the client needs to take action. You have the practice, which is the tools and resources and different um, things that you can provide your client to make implementing that process even easier and faster than if they were to do it on their own. And then the perspective is the sixth P that is looking at what happens if that doesn't work or, you know, what if it does work, then what else can you do? All the different things that can come up after somebody has implemented each step of that process. So there you go. Those are the six P's in a nutshell. Like I said, it's something that um, could easily be a two-day workshop because I've run it as a two-day workshop, but hopefully this condensed version will help your listeners um, have a framework for being able to create their own process in their business. Oh, yeah. That was incredible. I think you gave a lot of actionable steps for them to take kind of from that first point of like sitting down thinking about exactly what is that problem? What am I going to solve all the way to okay, like the program is kind of up and running. And how do I look back now and make adjustments to it to make it even better or to serve my clients even further. So um, that was wonderful. I love that you have a very clear process. It's easy to understand. So I'm sure um, everyone listening, well, if you haven't already started, you know, sit down, write out those P's and like, you know, start plugging away, um, getting everything kind of into place for what your program could look like and how you're going to serve your clients. And then I would also love to kind of take that step further. You know, if people are sitting there now curious about, okay, I kind of know what to do, but I need some more support with this. um, How can you help them in their own business? Yeah. Well, it's like I said, something that I'd love for people to just kind of take a stab at on their own. Um, You know, you don't have to have everything figured out right off the bat, but I think if you even go through and answer these questions for your own approach, it's going to help make sure that you are providing the appropriate guidelines and the appropriate steps and making sure that your program is really helping people get results and not just like, you know, fire hosing them with information, which like I said, totally did that when I first started my (laughs) business. So no shame if that's what you've been doing. But if somebody wants to get deeper, um, what we covered today is basically one step of a 12, I hate to call this 12 step program. It's 12 weeks. And we cover this particular topic in one of those weeks in pretty deep detail. And the program that we do this in is called the Nutrition Business Accelerator. I'm not sure when we're going to be live on this, um, but we do have our next round of the program starting in March of 2021. So if people want to get on the wait list for that, they can go to lauraschoenfeld.com slash NBA waitlist. I'll make sure that Stephanie has that link. I think also you can just go to nutritionbusinessaccelerator.com and it'll take you to that information page. Um, but we'll make sure that you have the right link, Stephanie. And that would be the way to get on the waitlist for that. And like I said, the the process piece is just one step of, it's like a three-part framework that I take my clients through 
called the Attract, Convert, Serve framework, where I teach you how to attract your ideal client using effective marketing, how to convert your ideal client to using effective sales strategies, and how to serve your client using effective processes and to be able to create services that really help get clients great results while also helping you make the money that you want to make. So this is just like a little sliver of that full three-part process that I take my clients through in that program. That's amazing. It sounds wonderful. And um, I'll definitely make sure all of the links are in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. And thank you again, Laura. This was fantastic. I love these episodes that someone can listen to and take action on right away. And this was definitely one of those. So thank you again. Yeah, absolutely. I like to be a little bit more practical (laughs) with my (laughs) content. So sometimes it annoys people because they're like, you just like gave way too much like steps and everything. But I I just feel like I like people to be able to actually walk away and do something with the information. So um, that's my style. If somebody likes it, then I'm the right person to work with. And if you don't like it, then that's okay. There's other coaches out there that might be a better fit. Oh, no, I, I, that's definitely my style too. So I'm really appreciative that you shared it. I think the last thing we need is to make things confusing. So having those steps kind of set out is um, always really comforting to know like, okay, it doesn't have to be super complicated if I have this, you know, step-by-step process to take. So yeah, thank you again. I really appreciated having you on. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Stephanie. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.